This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Come on in. I'm glad we have this opportunity to talk about uh, the upcoming project this quarter. Now that you're here, uh, hold on, someone's calling me. We'll give you one second. Have a seat. Hello. Yes. No. No. He's here now. We're gonna have a talk about it. Okay. All right. Let me call you back when he's out of the office. Thanks. Hey, sorry about that. You know, sometimes the phone just rings. Hey, so, you know, as we were talking about this project this quarter. Oh, man. (sighs) Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot that I had a Teams meeting. Let me just go ahead and hang up on this, and that way we won't have any more distractions, okay? Thanks. Okay, now, where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we were talking about the upcoming project this quarter that I asked you to come by so we could talk about it. Okay, now... Are you kidding me? They're calling me about the meeting that I just hung up on them on? I'm putting my phone on silent. Hold on one second. Okay, now, what I was talking about. Are you... I'm sorry. I, I, let, me, let me just pause this first. Let me just... Let me just go ahead and hang up on them. Okay, thanks. I, I'm really, really sorry about this. Okay, I'm just going to text them and let them know that I'm in another meeting right now and that, you know, I'll catch up with them later. I'm really, really sorry. Okay, now... Now that you have my undivided attention, does this sound like a familiar day in the office for some of you leaders out there? You know, this episode, we're going to talk about the distraction economy. There is so much out there right now that is competing for your time and your attention, whether it is your family, your work, other colleagues, you name it, everything out there in the world is competing for your attention. And believe it or not, you're employees who work with you as well and those on your team that you're leading they are also competing for your attention and nothing is worse than when you ask them to stop by or they come to stop by and talk to you about a particular thing and that happens you know your phone's ringing off the hook you got meetings after meeting after meeting and sometimes it's not the best time for some people to stop by but what is it that you're showing them when you're answering phone calls answering texts sending text messages all while someone's trying to talk to you you might get the sense that you're probably not that important i don't know about you but as for me there are some times where i've gone into my boss's office and everything else was more important than the thing that they asked me to stop by and talk about which i assumed was important to them however about two to three minutes in the office and i'm just sitting in the chair about 40 minutes later and i'm still waiting to talk to them about what they wanted to talk to me about so in this episode we're going to talk about the distraction economy And since we're already distracted from the topic right now, I would like to take a quick moment and say thank you for listening. If you haven't liked or subscribed to this podcast, please take a quick moment and do that right now. You can be distracted and hit the uh, subscribe and then you can hit the bell and then you get the like on. You can also even comment at the same time. Uh, So yeah, you can try to do that out right now. I would like to ask though too, if you could comment and share this episode with one or two people who you think might like the episode. Now, 
back to the topic at hand. To help us understand the distraction economy, we need to understand the attention economy. The bottom line is that businesses are paying to grab your attention any way they can to make money. For example, a game will send you notifications on your phone almost every hour to play, and when you open it up, an ad pops up, right? Or maybe you get a notification on your phone and computer when a social media influencer goes live. They are fighting for your attention every second of every day with every click, like, comment, and share. I know that kind of may sound uh, counterproductive since you're listening to this and I'm telling you you're being distracted by the devices in your hands that you could be listening to this on. Uh, This is not one of those distraction moments. It could be, but it's a good distraction. This attention economy for companies led to a distraction economy for the end user. The distraction economy is when we prioritize technology over people and when it becomes more important than human beings. Don't get me wrong, technology can make our lives easier. However, I am going to pose the question this way. Do we control our digital devices or do they control us? Think about it. Your phone is set up to grab your attention so companies can get paid through ads advertising. Do you grab your phone when you want to or does your phone grab you when it wants to? As leaders, we need to fight against this distraction economy as much as possible. If your workplace is anything like mine, how often do you see someone's face? I'm not talking about because of masks, but because I often see the tops of people's heads when they're looking down on their phones or on their computers. And then if they are talking to you, they're talking into your phone and you're just kind of the side thing in the... uh, in the way. Think about that. Just take a look at your office when you walk around and the people that you talk to and see how often that happens. I know sometimes I talk to my uh, my teenager and he's kind of the same way. I'm like, are you even paying attention, man? I'd like a little bit of acknowledgement sometime. But he's paying attention. They're just different. But the impression it sends to the other person is what I am doing on my device is more important than what you are doing and more important than what you're saying. I remember when uh, you know we'd go into conference rooms before a meeting and you typically show up 10 to 15 minutes early depending on the you know the relativity of the meeting and the importance of it so that way you're not late you never know when the boss is going to walk in and people would sit around and talk about you know what they watched on tv last night the most current book they read how their kids were doing how other people's kids were doing if they didn't have any and they would generally ask questions about other human beings you know now i go into meetings and it's as if people don't exist people are on their phones or on their laptops trying to do the next uh task that they have to do delegate the next task and everyone is competing for their time and their attention and then when the meeting starts everybody puts everything down or they put it on silent they listen to the meeting they talk exactly about what they're supposed to talk about and then they get up and they walk away there's very little after meeting chatter too just like you know before you used to have a little bit of uh after meeting chatter so the things have changed because technology um you know is really bringing us apart as much as our digital devices are designed to connect us as people they are actually spreading us further apart let's take a look at some screen time reports from apple of a sample size of 2,000 users across the country the national average of a smartphone use is just over two hours a day and 20 hours a week across all age ranges and when i say age ranges i'm really talking about the baby boomers the gen xers and the millennials so age 25 to 66 so when we break that down and you know when we break that down the baby boomers ages 57 to 66 are on about two and a half hours a day gen xers are on at about 
uh, you know, three hours a day, ages 41 to 56. And then millennials are on it about three and a half hours a day. That's ages 25 to 40, according to the Apple Screen Time report that I saw. So I thought that was interesting because I even know you know, the the newer, younger generation is on their phone even more, probably about five to seven hours a day. And when you look at the most used applications, they're Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, and Safari. So even the top five have nothing to do with education, have nothing to do with business, and really don't have anything to do with uh, bettering yourself other than just an escape from your reality or trying to connect with somebody else on a social media platform or trying to talk about about the next big thing on Reddit, just adding to a forum. So the average person, which took me by surprise, average person picks up their phones 58 times a day. So that means you are 70%, 70% or less than three minutes on your phone at a time every time you pick up your phone. So you pick it up 58 times a day, but 70% of that is three minutes or less. 25% of that is 10 minutes or less. And 5% of that is more than 10 minutes at a time. So you could say, well, you know, two to three hours a day at three minute intervals, that's really not that bad. Well, I found a study at the University of California in Irvine uh, on that campus that found when distracted out of deep focus, it takes 23 minutes to get you back into focus and on task once you become distracted. So if you pick up a phone 58 times a day, that's an average of two and a half times an hour. If you're awake for 24 hours, you are reducing your productivity per hour by 76%. It's taking you 43 minutes an hour to get refocused once you get distracted. I like to multitask as well. However, you need to ensure that you're setting the right conditions so that you aren't distracted when it matters the most. So here's how you know you can ensure you're making people more important than technology in a day and age where technology is wearable and not just at our fingertips. I remember a day and age where people would say, oh, technology is at your fingertips. Well, technology is now wearable and embedded into some people. Uh, So technology is everywhere. So a couple of things that I do uh, when I have an office call is I log off my computer, I turn off my monitors, I turn the ringer off on my work phone on my desk. I put my cell phone completely on silent in the drawer, not on vibrate, uh, because even though the phone is in the drawer, right, if it still vibrates, those vibrate things are uh, alerts are really loud and they can shake the desk and it creates noise and it's still a distraction uh, from what you're trying to do. So then I use pen and paper and I take notes as needed. This is to set the tone to let the person who is in my office or who I'm spending time with to let them know that. I am paying them attention. They have my undivided attention and that they matter. And even more importantly, that their time matters. Because how many times have you sat on the other end of the desk and you thought you were there because, uh, you know, they asked you to come in there to talk about whatever the topic is or even just have a you know conversation and everything else is going off. The phones are going off, the computers are going off, the chat group messages are going off, the work synchronization meetings are going off. And slowly, you just become kind of like another object in the office, like a desk or a lamp, you're just there. And other things become more important to that person than the other human being. So those are just, that's just a couple of things I do when I'm in an office setting to make sure that the people know that this is what's important to me during that time. So being mindful in the office is one thing to let people know that they matter. But 
in the home setting, it's just even more important because sometimes as leaders, our work follows us home. I don't know how many times I've left the office thinking that I'd done everything that I needed to do and something comes up and my phone rings and, you know, it it's always at the inopportune times. It's always when I'm trying to give the kids a bath or get them ready for bed or it's time for their bedtime story or in the middle of dinner. Those things happen and they your phone goes off and people give you a call. So what I started to do to be mindful in the house is I turn off all the notification settings on my phone as much as possible except for a few critical home security applications and some networking features on my phone that I like to know about if something happens that's critical, right? During key critical times too, I refuse to answer my phone call and I get in trouble for it occasionally. But you know what? If I'm eating dinner with my family and somebody calls me, they can wait 20 to 30 minutes before I call them back because that time is important to me to spend it with my family because I spend eight to 10 to 12 hours a day at work and then I come home And I only have a few hours before my kids go to bed. And then I have another few hours before we just get too tired and we fall asleep on the couch or we go to bed and we're exhausted because we've got three kids running around and we both work. That time is precious to me. So I remove the distractions, the technological distractions as much as possible. Because you know what? If Mario Kart really wants me to play the game they're going to notify me with a pop-up notification that I haven't played in a while and that there's a new feature that I need to go check it out. Or maybe PayPal is going to send me another alert and let me know that something new and cool has gone on and I need to get a new credit card. Or maybe Facebook is like, hey, 15 people liked a comment that you shared. Yeah, that's fine. But my family's more important and there's a time and a place for that. And I have it programmed in my day where I will pay the critical things I need to pay them to, especially since I'm trying to start a podcast. I'm trying to grow my audience and I'm trying to, you know, get myself out there a little more. But I'm not going to do that at the sacrifice of my family. I'm not going to do it at the sacrifice of my other job, but I'm going to make sure that I have the right times and places in there so I can address it when I need to. I also don't wear any wearable tech when I'm at the house, except for when I'm working out so I can track that because that's just a tracking mechanism that I have. Anything that could distract me from what I want to be present from, I minimize its impact. The only things that distract me in the house are my dogs, my kids, and my spouse. And that's not really a distraction. That's just everyday life. So I would much rather have them come and interrupt me uh, when I'm trying to do something than have a tech piece you know, ring off and tell me that, you know, they got some cool widget I should download. You know, all fighting dandy, there's a time and a place. Every five minutes is not where I want to be on a technical device. That's just me, and that's just where I've come from. Now, my job deals with technology a lot, so I work with technology a lot. So maybe I don't want to be as involved with it because I deal with it all the time. But mostly, it's because I don't want it to interfere on the important things. We need to have human-to-human communication, not human detect detect to to human communication because it takes out the emotion behind it we are connected creatures at heart so we have to be able to show everybody what that you generally care about them because you do you wouldn't be a leader if you didn't generally care about people you wouldn't be a leader if you generally thought that people woke up in the morning trying to do best at whatever it was in life if you didn't generally care technology has become a barrier to that something that is designed to help us has now become the thing that really controls us in a lot of aspects So I just want to challenge you to think about how is it that you set up your office? How is it that you set up your home? So that way you don't have a distraction economy and you're giving the attention 
attention economy of what you're trying to get from your family. What are you trying to get out of the people that you work with? What are you trying to get out of the people that you work for? What are you trying to show and demonstrate that the people that work for you really want? Because at the end of the day, I would much rather have my leadership view me as a human being versus a resource that shows up and that they have to take care of. Because I was just thinking about this the other day. The suicide rate has gone up. And I know this is, we're not talking about mental awareness right now and mental health. But, you know, why has a suicide rate gone up? There's tons of things about it. You know, there's tons of things that go off in our brain when technology goes off. But the underlying issue is I think that people think that other people generally just don't care because we're too engulfed in our phones. We're too engulfed in technology. And even though you send someone a text that says, hey, man, I care. It's not the same as going up and sitting next to somebody who looks distraught and saying, hey, what's going on? I noticed that you're acting funny. You can't tell if someone's acting different if you've never paid attention to how they behaved before because you're too engrossed on your phone. So I want to thank you to listening to this episode where we talked about the distraction economy and the attention economy of everyone who is spending high amounts of money to get your attention so you can spend it on that and getting them paid versus what you want to spend it on. But before we end, I'd like to ask a couple things like I usually do. I would like to ask you to please subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with one or two other people that you think that might like it. Also, you know, what is your experience with the distraction economy? What, what, what techniques do you use to minimize the impact of technology encroaching on on today. You know, I was watching The Wonder Years the other day and I was thinking back to it and I was like, you know what? I was like, I remember growing up and we only had a house phone. I remember growing up and knocking on someone's door just to see if they were home. And if they weren't, then you you took 10 minutes out of your day to walk there. You took 10 minutes out of your day to walk back and that was good exercise. Uh, thinking about it now. But nowadays, you know, if someone knocks on your door, you're like, oh my goodness, who is at my house? How dare they ring my doorbell? It's interesting. I was just thinking about that. But what are your thoughts? Lastly, I'm very interested about what your thoughts. So please generate the discussion if you can. No one's going to judge you. And I have an episode about, you know, what people think about other people. Who cares what they think? It's your experience. It's your life. It's your perspective. I'm interested in it. And if I'm interested in it, I'm sure other people are interested in it too. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and come back for another one. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious. 